Welcome back to How to Ruin a Good Walk podcast, and this is episode seven. I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Had to be done, didn't it? Just had to be done. I'm not going to lie to you. As you know, this week we've got Chop of the Week, as normal. We've got some tour trash talk. We've got Wash Your Beef, and we've got some news about Tiger Woods in Tech Talk. Very, very interesting week, and you could say, really, it's the last week of golf in the year. Yeah. It's been a very strange year. It's been good that we've been able to get some golf. So we're going to dig into winners, losers, who was in the lead, who wasn't in the lead. We're also going to talk about the QB shootout, which I think is a very interesting event. Um, so yeah, should we start with Chopper of the Week? Yeah, and this is actually coming from the European Tour, this one. I don't know if any of you had seen this uh, either on social media or actually watched the golf live in the DP world. Um, Tyrrell Hatton, trees and 90% air, aren't they, mate? Absolutely. Just... Just a whole ridiculous, A, ridiculous shot to play, B, ridiculous interview after. It's literally what you see on the Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, you know what, that gap there, I'll go for that. But, I can't bother. So basically, guys, if you've not seen it, the the video is just ridiculous. It's basically just aiming at a tree. Yeah, like, there's no there's, gap. There's there's very little gap. And he just, he gets asked in an interview after the event, after the day, sorry, saying, uh, oh, you shot on whichever hole it was. 18. 18 was it on 18? Yeah. You shot on 18 from behind the tree. Uh, he, and the the, com- the interviewer makes a joke, oh, trees are 90% air, aren't they? Uh, did you have a gap or could you see a gap or what gap were you aiming for? Something like that. And he goes, to be honest, I couldn't really see a gap, but I couldn't be bothered chipping out sideways. Fortune favours the brave. You're a professional golfer, mate. Like, surely, surely it would be better to chip out sideways and just play smart. He's literally hitting it at it. You just hit it at a tree and hope for the best. They're not, they're not playing for a coffee at the end of the round like we play for, are they? Yeah, 2.4 million first prize. Yeah, I know, but again, yeah, you're playing 2.4 million first prize, but chipping out is surely safer than just well, no, hitting and hoping. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying oh, yeah. he should have he chipped out like he's oh, not like he's playing for a coffee. Just ridiculous, isn't it? And I guess in, in one way, it's relatable because we've all been there on a Saturday where... You think, oh, I can get through there, I'll get through there, and you don't. Yeah, we're usually over a handicap by this point. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or the flip side of it, it's so unrelatable, and he's not even bothered that he's playing for two-odd million. The guy's had a good year, let's be fair. He's had a great year, and he's just thinking, oh, sod it, I'll just not be funny. It'd be a nice Christmas bonus, wouldn't it? I know, yeah, bloody hell. 2.4 mil. But, so for me, this week, Tyrell Hatton, you, if you're listening, probably not, you are going to go in our chop of the week for that reason. For A, being relatable... And B, taking on a chopper shop. Taking on an absolute chopper shop. You get that guy at the golf club, don't you? Or that lady going, yeah, you know what? I've got that gap. I've got that. it. I get that. It's literally smaller than a golf ball, mate. Nah, don't you worry about this, my friend. I've to, got it. To be fair, we've all been there. I've been there. Even when there's a big gap and you just slight, you line slightly off and just hit the tree and it comes straight back at you. Speaking of people that take on small gaps, Sevi Ballesteros at Cron Saucier. Have you seen? I heard about this shot. Nope. So basically, the 18th hole. Um, it's a straight hole. There's a waterfront right. It was okay. a bunker when he played it. Yeah. But the fairway like cambers off to the right, like right. really severely. So you have to literally hit it, like snap hook it to hold it on the fairway. To keep it up the, up but the fairway. you can't start it left because there's like trees. So the T right. aims your right, but you've got to draw it to hit it. Right, okay. So he's hit it basically right. Now there's like this wall that comes out. He hit it short of a wall yeah. in the trees. So how you can imagine it. He's on the right. The flag is to his left and forwards. Yeah. And this wall goes in front of him, right, and all the way up towards where the green is. Right, okay. His caddy's gone to him. You know what? Chip out sideways here, Sevi. No, 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 no. I got this. I got this. I'm probably not doing this story justice, to be fair. Um, I, I go through that gap and he's there like, Jesus Christ, mate. That gap is tiny. Anyway. This thing, though, at that point as a caddy, how how far do you push it saying no? No. Obviously, it's Sevi. I think he did a few but... times. I think he did a few times. Like, um, actually, it's... Funnily enough, um, it was the caddy that now, or used to caddy for, um, actually caddied this week, I think, for Matt Fitzpatrick to win. Ah. Um, So this little gap over a wall, through trees, to to the green. Yeah. Of course he takes it on. Of course he does. It's heavy. Hits it just short, the bunker, then chips him. Cheers, thanks so much. Unbelievable. (laughs) But, I I mean, I guess, if Tyrrell Hatton hadn't come out and said, I couldn't really see a gap, you'd probably think, oh, he's just a little bit offline, he's just missed a gap, because these golfers are yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But it's the fact that he's come out after 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 the round and gone, couldn't, couldn't see a gap and I couldn't be bothered chipping outside. I don't know how I feel about that, if I'm be honest. bothered. I don't know how I feel about that. Playing for two million, mate. Yeah. Play smart. I'm sure he was but bothered, he, really. I'm yeah, sure I'm, that's yeah, him playing to the camera. playing to the camera. Yeah, but 100%. he got away with it. 
it ricocheted through the trees and popped out onto the fairway. So when he looks with you, he looks with you, innit? And he's had a mint year. And he's had a mint year, so he's probably not even that bothered either but way. Do check the interview out, it's quite funny. Yeah. He's just there like, can't bother. Yeah, just couldn't, just couldn't be bothered. Literally, like I, you're playing on a Saturday. If I, And you were 10 over your handicap. Yeah, yeah, through exactly. Through four. <laughs> well, I don't actually know what, what he was on at that point. I don't know what score he's on, but I'm sure he's not going to be on a score. But this way, guaranteed money, so you want to finish as high as you can. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so we've now heard about Till Hatton. We're moving on to second chopper of the week. And it, it can't really be a chopper of the week this week, really. Josh and Sam won an event at Northern But before we talk about their glory, um, me, Josh and Sam actually went to the driving range. Um, this brand new driving range is in Nutsford, uh, right near us. It's got Trapman in every bay. It's called The Beaches. It's, it's really, really, nice. really good. Yeah, it's it's like proper plush, isn't it? Yeah. So they got this thing where they have like a long drive leaderboard for the day. So we obviously... No practice was being done. We just we just play, uh, silly, we played Muir Field. We played St Andrews. Played a few holes there, and it was getting silly at this point. Probably <laughs> thirty balls left. I'll have a few balls each going for it. Yep. So, Josh has his go. I have my go. After Josh finishes his go, he takes a wander down to the leaderboard. Yeah. Well, to, to be fair, I did hit one about. Was it? I did one two ninety. Yeah. And I hadn't checked how the scores how were. Where the scores were on the leaderboard. So to be fair to me. I was just going to double check. You were inquiring, weren't you? I was inquiring. Anyway, Josh walks down there, walks back. <laughs> I feel a bit bad about this. This is, this is the thing, guys. Let me set the scene. This is a busy, is busy, busy range. And I was walking back from where the screen is, where it had the high scores on. And as I was walking back, I was probably about maybe halfway between the screen and the bay that we were in. And it just went deadly silent. I don't even know why it went deadly silent. I've got no idea, but it went deadly silent for Alex to then say... Mate, you could have uh, saved your legs and not gone and look at the screen. It wasn't long enough. I could have told you that. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> like Everyone's like, turned around and look at me. I was like... Cheers. I mean, it's it 290, mate. Like, <laughs> It's a good dig. It's a good dig. And it turned out like 293 was on the board. So actually, that was a million miles off. Was it on the board? It wasn't on the board. No. Yet. So there you go, sir. Anyway, get back to massage. So Mango. anyway, I wasn't going to mention this, but I appreciate you mentioning it. Yeah, I just wanted to throw it in there. You can't have you can't have all the good stuff. You can't have a good story in Chop of the Week, can you? Well. So um, Saturday, these boys play four club comp, Northern than fourteen holes. Five clubs. So it's four and a putter. So four clubs. What's well, five in it? Putters a club in it. Yeah, but putters. You got to have a putter, haven't you? So you got you can choose four clubs. You can't. You put. You're not. not you're not not going to put a putter in. I don't know how some people play, but yeah, okay. Four clubs plus your putter comp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five club comp. 95% handicap. And 14 holes? But he's only on 14 holes, so they've closed a couple of holes off just to sort of rest him. Yeah, really. and also with like light and stuff, it makes so much sense. Like, yeah. you don't have to play the full court. It's winter comp, not for your handicap. Yeah. These really. boys come in, four ball, better ball. No, four ball, team of four, two to count the whole way around. Yeah. Um, Josh? Throwing in some eagles in there as well. well 77 points for the yeah, boys. 77 points! As a team, we've scored really, really well. Um, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you mentioning the eagle, but there's a bit of a caveat to it. I it, wouldn't say this. No, I, I can't. For me, in myself, I can't You're not ca- take Josh, it as my first eagle. Josh has come off and said, I've had an eagle, but I'm not counting it. I'm like, what? Did yeah. you have a three on a par five? I did have he a th- said, yeah. I did have a three on a par five, but the par five, they're doing some work up by the tee. So the tee's short at the minute, so it's a shortened hole. So it was a par five How short are we talking? 279 yards. Mate, I stuck it five yards short and chipped on and Tell put. you what, if you did two nine, if you did 290, you'd have been over the green. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But, if you did that long drive leader, you would have been there, son. So I can't really take it as... Like, it is an eagle, technically, I think you're doing it yourself a disservice. Was that the course in the day? European tour players don't go, oh, I can reach this par five and two. I made an eagle. I don't count that as an eagle. Yeah, no, I know. Very very true, but it's... Their par fives aren't Their par fives aren't 270 yards, are they? Their par threes are. Exactly, exactly. And I'm not reaching that in one either. But, yeah, no, it was was really good fun. Um, We played great as a team. 50 quid up, aren't you, Hazel? I think so, yeah. I've not had the confirmation yet, but it's up there as as winners. So, good to get the first one under the belt. But under the belt, yeah, yeah. This point. got used <laughs> to that winning now, lads. Uh, I mean, uh, now I've got that first victory, I feel well comfortable when I get in that position again. Just closing them out, just closing them out, feeling really good about the game at the minute. The team did great, all working together really well. The back four were strong, and uh, the strikers are great. We had some eagles in there, short, mate. The, under the other, your belt. The thing is, though, the other caveat to it is as well, and I know obviously this is the case everywhere now. We've had the new 
um, handicap indexing. Yeah. Dodgy this, dodgy. So my handicap is technically 13. 13 point what? 13.0, just okay. 13, bang on, right? And the my playing handicap at Northern is 16. Dodgy that. So 95% is 15, and the way that the holes have fallen, dodgy. I've done right. So when I got an eagle, it was actually three for two for five points. Absolute <laughs> daylight like, it's on that robbery, hole. As a team, we've got nine points on that hole. Daylight <laughs> robbery, as far as I'm aware. But it was great. Again, it was great fun, and I appreciate. I wasn't going to actually mention it, Alex. So I appreciate you mentioning. Yeah, you were, mate. You wrote it down. I your wasn't book. Gonna, you, know, you wrote it down. It's for you to mention. You said you wanted to mention it. You were dying so for me. So I wasn't going to mention it, but I appreciate it. No, but fair play, good work, and I believe you. You you were basically carrying Sam the whole way around. Uh, my back is still a little bit sore today, yeah, um, from carrying him. But he he put some scores in there. He put some uh, some points. No, on no the what board. you were saying off, Mike. Not what he well he did everything he got after the grief he gave me yesterday. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, really, really good. And we're playing. Got we've got a singles comp, Stableford comp, nine holes on Wednesday. So I'll try and beat. Playing with Leach again. Playing with Leach again. And then we've got the big match Friday, haven't we? Yeah, we're actually in this this Friday coming. We are playing at Hilston Hall. Hall. I've never played there before. What's thanks, it like? Thanks for today for sorting it. Um, what is it like? Great course, lots of water. Take some balls, mate. So that prize balls. money that you've earned, 50 quid, let's make sure you go and get some balls to that, mate. <laughs> mate, I'll be, be getting some on Wednesday and I won't be using any of them because I don't want any of them going in the Mersey. Same for Friday. Even though the round is going to be relatively inexpensive, it's going to be very expensive for people like Josh. Oh, whoa, the Huckingtons, whoa, whoa. the Slicingtons. people like me, right, I'm not being funny and I don't want to blow my own trumpet here, but for the, from the ninth hole on... Um, go on, mention, the com- mention you win again. Yeah, go on, again. mention you win again, mate. On Saturday, a, well, I didn't lose the ball the whole round, but I was two under par. It's fair, it's very good. Yeah, so back off, all right? All right, yeah. pack it in here, pack it in. Um, but yeah, so big match coming Friday. We will update you all um, next week. Well, it'll be in the pod next week. We're doing a pod next week because it's Chris- next week. Christmas Day. Christmas yes, Eve. it is Christmas next week on, well, it's not Christmas, it's the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. We are going to do a pod next week. Yes, there is no golf on, but what we're going to do, we're going to pull together our highlights. Ooh. So it'll probably be a little bit of a shorter pod. Our highlights, our highlights of the year. Of the year. Um, so that could be an interesting one. <laughs> well, there wasn't much golf for the first half of the year. <laughs> but what we could do, the tour trash talk could be about our round. It's and fun. it's your road to your first oh, yeah. game yeah. on your quest to get to the Open, or your road to the Open. So Don't use that word, quest. We're going to... Um, Absolutely wiped the floor of him like we did at Carlin Park. Yeah, I'm sorry. Me playing well. My partner, Mr. Ginger Carl Plunkett, is playing equally very well. Found a swing, found his air, and he's good. (laughs) Excellent. So I think that wraps up for Chopper of the Week. Let's move on to Tour Trash Talk. So we will start with the serious golf of the week. Why are we clapping? I don't know. Every time we talk. Sorry, my bad. So <laughs> we are talking serious right, now. Shut up. <laughs> this week was the basically the finale of the European tour. The big one. The big one. So I was a bit confused by it all, so I have to get get my head wrapped around it. So basically, the DP World Tour Championship was this weekend, yes. and this is like the final countdown event. Of the year, okay. <laughs> You're one of them moves today, aren't you? <laughs> the final event of the year. So I got a bit confused because they're, they're on this race to Dubai, right? But that's the order of merit, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. So I thought what they were actually doing was seeing who got to play in Dubai next week or whenever. No. But it's not. So what, what it is is the DP World Tour Championship was the last event. and the race players. Exactly. And the race to Dubai is the... Basically, the winner of the European Tour for the year, the yeah. Order of Merit. Yeah. So, we'll start with the DP World Tour Championship. And the winner was Matt Fitzpatrick, my Woo! mate. <laughs> He's shown you, hasn't he? He has shown Josh me. Josh told him to get better. Told him, yeah, it's, it don't, don't get much better than earning 2.4 million bags. Well, I'll tell you what, the weekend. Done. what he has done there is he's listened to my advice. I'm sure he has. He's gone. He stopped complaining about Bryson and he's won himself 2.4 million. So, I'll take my cup, please, Matt. 10%. 10%. 10%. 10%. Yeah, it's a, 10%. Fa- it's a fair value for slagging fair. someone off on a so podcast, isn't it? Mate, they, these players need their eyes opening like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? They don't, uh, they don't have proper sports psychologists, <laughs> no. so they don't have analysts doing it for them. You need someone to tell them straight. Yeah. 
you know what they probably they probably do too far? Stop being a baby and just hit it. <laughs> just hit just hit the ball. Just hit the ball. So Matt Fitzpatrick finished on a score of fifteen under par. Okay, it's a bit of a close one. We've the last few weeks we've had events where it's been quite the second quite time elite. he's run around that golf course as well. Yeah. So he won in two thousand and sixteen, I think, and he won this year. And then uh, Lee Westwood came second, fourteen under. And tied there was Victor Hovland. What a two weeks he's had. Oh, I mean, what a kind of month he's had. Yeah. Ryder Cup star. We called it last week. Yeah, definitely. He's got Ryder to. Ryder Cup star. Um, and Patrick Reed was also tied third. He was leading going into the final round, though, right? He was leading going into the final round. And this is where it gets a bit interesting because they weren't just playing for the DP World Tour Championship. They were playing for the basic buy. So going into the final round, Patrick Reed was leading the DP World Tour Championship, but also reading, leading in the race to Dubai. Right, so it was all to play for. If he won, he won the overall. Yeah. Because there's a bonus pool for that as well, I think. Yeah, so basically, if he won, or I think if he finished second, he'd have won overall. Mm. But Lee Westwood crept his way up there. When did Lee Westwood shoot final round? 14 under par. Oh, final round, I don't know. I don't know what he shot final round. Yeah, everybody's been complimenting Josh on his facts and figures, and I've just... All right. Undone he's done, him! He's done me there. Yes! He's done me. Yes! Um, so, but Lee Westwood crept up, came second overall in the event, meaning that he, he won the race of Dubai by 18 points. Oh, my. it has got to be one of the closest ever, right? Yeah, so between the top three... There was, what, 26 points, that was it. Madness. Or 25 points. Where was Rory in all this, by the way? Like, he didn't well, play, did he? he? I don't think he played this weekend, no. Um, but it was... Is that is that because he's ba- he's basically concentrating in the States, isn't he? Obviously, he's had a, yeah. he's a young one, first Christmas and all this. He was... Uh, it doesn't... It was almost seemed to me as if he he's not really been around on the European yeah, tour. I've not really seen much no, of him. No. But he's big time in it now, anyway. Yeah, but I'm not being funny. It's a, it's a big event. You got Patrick Reed playing. You got Westwood. You got Fleetwood. Marikawa is playing. Players. Yeah. So, just to name some more of the more notable players that that finished in the top fifteen. So you have Fleetwood fourth, Morikawa fifth. So this is in the race to Dubai. Yeah. But what what has stood out to me is if you go from one to three is about twenty five points in it. Yeah. After that, there's a thousand points. Madden. Or just and short of a thousand points. Aaron Ryan there above Till Hatton. Yep. Aaron Ryan. Well, if Till Hatton had chipped out sideways, he might have got, up, <laughs> got above him. You know what I'm saying? But Aaron Ryan, interesting story about him. Um, I remember um, when I carried for Tom in a Challenge Tour event, this is the year that Aaron Ryan won three times at the start of a, a Challenge Tour season. And the rule is if you win three times on the Challenge Tour, you get promoted automatically. You get a full card next season. Right. And it's a really good card. You're basically guaranteed for the that, European yeah, Tour. Yeah, European Tour. So anyway, we're playing Le Vaux Real in France, one of the French events. And um, this was, uh, to, uh, at it was this a French, point... a French event in France? French event in France, mate. Wow, okay. Good, that, isn't it? <laughs> really good. Um, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it was, he'd won two times up to now at this point. Uh, and we played a practice round with him. Um, his dad was there and his dad's like uh, like the guru, we used to call him. Like he's just, well, good worldly advice every right. time you speak to him. Okay. For both of them, to be honest. Um, and Aaron wears two gloves. He has iron head covers, and he also not like that matters. Uh, and he also uses like a pink castle tea. Game in chopper iron head covers. Yeah. chopper a week straight <laughs> away. Straight so, away. We, we and Tom played this round, and we go for a meal afterwards with him, right? Yeah. And uh, he goes to us, Tom. Did you know on the eleventh hole, your tea was a little bit lower than normal, and it was on a slight angle? Tom was like. Oh my God. No? What do you mean a slight angle? Yes, it was uh, kind of pointed to the left a little bit. That could have been the reason why he hit a bad shot. That's why I use a, uh, that's why I use a pink tea peg. Like, he wasn't saying it to like, do Tom over. Yeah. Like, and I do like, advice. And yeah. I was telling him so like, we have never thought of that, that before. That is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's, it's more the fact that he, what, what hole was it on? Like the 11th. The 11th hole. So he's played his round, right? And you've played, he's got to the 11th hole, that's happened. And then he's played the rest of the round and then you've gone out for food that night and he's gone, on the 11th, I'm shocked to get on the 11th at about 2.31, well, it, you, you pegged the ball up slightly. 2.31 and 33 seconds. Yeah, like, that's unbelievable. The, the, he obviously analyses everything. Yeah. Mate, like, his practice rounds, he takes ages because he's, he's doing everything to the nth degree. He works out and calibrates the green to his own system, so how far he takes his putter head back to yeah. how far it goes through. So every day he knows how fast the greens are going. Like, I remember his stats of that year were a joke. Like, always mm. under par, like... Oh, you can't believe how good he was. But 
you go back kind of like four or five, maybe six years prior to that, maybe not even more, maybe less than that. He's playing EuroPro and struggling to make a cut. Wow. So going from there, and that's just hard work. Yeah, that's hard work and sort of practicing your craft, isn't it? Like, and, it's, and I say that obviously all these players practice their golf, but if you look, it, 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 again, it reminds me of my favorite player, Bryson. They, he believes in what he does. Exactly. And he does it and he does it every single time. He does it exactly the same every single time. And yeah. it's that practice that has made him the player that he is. And it's same with this guy. 100%. Same with, what, what's his first name? Aaron. Aaron Rye. He has, I want to, I want to use his name. Right? <laughs> he has obviously found something that works for him. Yeah. And he does it the same every time. And that analysis yeah. has obviously made him the player that and he is. And he's won now twice on tour. Unbelievable. Like, and to be sitting like where he wasn't, where he is eighth a, on the European tour standings, a, a, a head of Tyrrell Hatton, who we've sort of waxed lyrical about and said how amazing yeah. he's been under the radar, that. he's flown in there. Yeah, like, like unbelievable. I so like good. the Ryan man. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a lovely man, is what we used to describe really? him as. A lovely man. Now nice. he's a lovely rich man. I can't say that. I haven't met him, but I'm sure he's lovely. No, he's like genuinely, no egos about him. Just a really, really like nice guy. Can't believe he uses iron head covers though. I don't know if he still does. I'm sure he might have been bullied out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, what I'm going to do, going to go back, back to the DP World Talks, is some stats. Alex give me rubbish, I'll say. Jip about stats. So Matt Fitzpatrick is a two-time winner. Mate, I already told he, you that one. You just repeat what I said. Yeah, but he's now, just <laughs> wait. So he's now got some very, very, very prestigious company there. So he's in there with Ram. 17 and 2017 and 19 McElroy in 2012 and 2015 and Stenson did it back to back 13 and 14 uh, that's some decent players in there that yeah. won it twice I mean he's, he's an unbelievable player like yeah. unbelievable player I've also great putter do you want me to tell you a story about sharing a place with Matt Fitzpatrick oh, go on then you've got to see <laughs> sorry I just put that name up that he just dropped go on so I don't know if I can disclose every part of the story um, so we were playing an event in East London okay uh, and we got a, me and Tom got a house. Almost, the best way I can describe it is like I had a common communal area in the middle, but like had all bedrooms off it, but it was just ours. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no cooking facilities in it and stuff. Right, okay. Um, so there was me and Tom, we shared a room. There was the President Nixon, Matthew Nixon. And <laughs> we nicknamed him the Prez uh, and his girlfriend, Rachel. Uh, you had John Parry and his girlfriend at the time. Uh, and you had Matt. So there's all us. In, in this place or, or stay in there um, go out for meals I don't know I'm going with the story really uh, but you basically what you're saying is you didn't have some yeah, you just name much, dropping yeah. out here yeah, oh yeah, god that's disgusting um, so the other little stat I've got for you so Lee Westwood winning the race to Dubai okay he's now joined the likes of Seve Sandy Lyle Conor Montgomery Rory McIlroy and Rory McIlroy on the list of players who've won the European Tour slash race to Dubai three or more times in the last 45 years. Three times. That's ridiculous. And something that I saw as well, which I think is is amazing, is he walked, it shows him walking into the players' lounge after, and there's a load of the players in there, and they're all like cheering him, and it's it almost shows, okay, they're all competing, but they're all supporting each other as well. Um, yeah, on, on the outside. Is that, yeah, well, that's the thing. Mate, there. I've just pulled up his career stats and his career money since 1994, the year I was born. Like, well, like a good career, like some people earn like career money and they earn yeah. like seven, eight yeah, million. Yeah. Like, oh, you've had a great career. Yeah, but he's like next level. 37,990,594 and 47p. Here's the other thing as well, right? So obviously, I don't know how long he's been doing it for, but at least this year, maybe last year, he's not paying a caddy. Oh, he's paying a caddy, but it's his wife. No, he... Ha- uh, is it is it just this year? His girlfriend. His girlfriend. Sorry, it's his girlfriend. But but so that money's just going back into their household, isn't it? So he's smashed it. Smart lad. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair dues to him. Like to, to a play on tour for that long, and yeah, B I, be the... at that level and winning, being the best player on tour, is is in essence what he is. Is you, unbelievable. It's, it's a shame because because he's still not on a major. No. People always call him a, a bridesmaid, but. Let me tell you, I would be a bridesmaid to have a career even half as good oh, yeah. as Lee absolutely. Westwood. A quarter as good as Lee yeah, Westwood. Absolutely. That. We're actually being quite nice this week. Really nice, really nice. Until in a minute. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> pending, everybody. It's pending. But we've got, there was another quite funny story that came out this weekend. I don't know, 
people may have seen it, but if you follow Ian Poulter on Instagram, so you'll know that him and Henrik Stenson are really good mates. Like, they travel everywhere together. They're always on the same private jet. They're always staying in the PJ same place. PJ and pizza. Right, exactly. But there's a, there's a point over the weekend where he puts a story on his Instagram, like, absolutely slating Stenson, like, oh, I can't believe what he's done. He's done this, he's done that. And basically, he'd nicked their car keys. Right, so he's he's still in the clubhouse with the car keys, and he's got a video of Polter in his caddy checking the bag. Polter's having to go to his caddy. You had them last. Where are they? What are they doing? And he stood there. And he, he like puts a picture of him with him in his mouth, like, "Wee, I got your keys." And then at one point, he he unlocks the car, and they both look at each other, and then he shouts something from the balcony, and, and you just hear Polter go, "You fucking bellend!" <laughs> <laughs> like just just unreal. Like, and I think, and it's things like that. Those little inside scoops that I think are really good, that social media sort of give you. You see yeah. how, like, guys, like, they're obviously really good mates. Like, they're not just colleagues. competitors, they're not just colleagues, they're mates. And it's stuff like that that I think makes... It's cool. Like, you don't, you don't, even better, yeah. you don't see that stuff. I, I think, like, we've said this before, like, we should definitely, 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 definitely have them mic'd up or even something yeah. on, on the caddy or whatever it is. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Right, let's move on to the PJ Tour. Can I just talk, can we, talk, oh. can we go Kucha first before we go in the PJ Tour? Well, he's on the PJ Tour. Yeah, I know he's in the PJ Tour, mate, but we were going to talk about um, the actual shootout event. Yeah, that's the PJ Tour, and he was on it. Yeah, but I want to just get into him first before we go into the rest of it. Okay, so first of all, Matt Kucha then. Yeah, so I don't know if you saw on social media, but Matt Kucha had his son carrying for him. Yep. Now, this a- is a guy... Another smart man. <laughs> This is a guy that wouldn't pay his caddy his percentage for like three or four weeks. Was arguing about paying his caddy, being horrible towards his caddy. Why? Then arguing about his ball being plugged in the fairway and it not being plugged. Um, He's a bit of a... Bit of an idiot. I used to like him a lot. I used to have a lot of time for him. But the more I look at him, he's just like... (laughs) Yeah, he's kicking off about stuff. I I don't understand why he wouldn't pay his caddy. Like He's doing a job for you. Exactly. Even if he's just carrying the bag, he's still doing the job. You're not carrying bad, your own you know, bag. Like, it was bad. Like you know, he, I don't know, he, don't know if it was like he'd won, but he won a lot of money. And he didn't pay his... He did in the end, but it took him about three weeks. That's just ridiculous. Bear in mind, they probably get the money in their bank account pretty much the week after. So, obviously, when you on tour, and if, when money was on you, won money, it, it, I'm assuming it's a case of you have a contract and it goes straight into your account as mm. soon as they get it or they have like, they'll be like an SLA where they've got to pay you yeah, yeah. So, yeah so like it's usually like as soon as they receive the money which can be up to like a week to two weeks depending on where you've been playing yeah because like some places they you have to pay withholding tax in the country you're in and it takes a while for it to be released but then as soon as like Tom got it or wherever got it it was straight See, to me that's the thing I don't understand why he thinks that he wouldn't be able he would get away with that you just you basically idiot. just makes it like an idiot, yeah. Yeah, and everybody was slaying him. Like I can imagine him people thinking he's a right knob. Yeah, well, it sort of showed up. But saying that, uh, he went and won won the event this weekend. So it was the QBE shootout. So what the moral of the story is: either have your partner or your son caddying for you. Don't pay a caddy, and you win loads of money. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I'm assuming he must give his son his son some. I don't know how old his son is though. He looks probably about 15, 16, yeah. 17. Probably a very Paul good golfer himself. Poor bad carrying the bag. Big heavy bag. One shoulder alone than the other now. <laughs> um, so it was the QB shootout, which is a bit of a different event. We we sort of touched on it last week. It's more of a team event. Well, it is a team event. I you like it, though. Twos. I like it. I think it should be more of this. Yeah, but it's a bit of a mismatch format, isn't it? So basically, those are... Like, Best way you can describe it. the Ryder Cup. Yeah, it's close to the Ryder Cup. Yeah, but they what they've done is... So the first day is a scramble format. So they both play a ball and then they play from the best point. Then the second day, he lost turn at shots, I think. And then the final day... So that's called day, foursomes. What? Foursomes, all right. And the final day was a four-ball comp, but I don't know whether that was... I'm assuming it's better ball. I assume so, yeah. Um, so the winners were Matt Kutcher and Harris English on 37 under. Bit of an ironic name, because he's American. Very ironic. Um, and then we had tied second words, Sabatini and Tway. 28 under, Griffin and Hughes, 28 under, and Nar and O'Hare, 28 under. Some big scores there. But I guess if you're playing as a team, you, yeah, you sort of... these boys... It's similar to, like, the weekend. You're doing each other on, you like pushing each other. It's not... Don't... I know what you're going to do, but what I'm saying is playing as a team... Wait, everybody. Don't... Wait, everybody. Josh has made a parallel between... I'm not. A, a I'm not. And no, I'm not. Golf club what again. I'm saying is, you're playing in a team... <laughs> <laughs> you can sort of push each other on. And you yeah. know that if you mess up, someone. Yeah, got it's got like you back. can play tactically. Like I'm sure, like 
you some of your guys that you were playing, you let them get in play, then you hit driver. Like on that yeah. that par five where you nearly drove the green, and if you'd driven it 300 yards, you would have driven the green. Um, you would have... You, yeah. you, others would have been in play. That sort of leaves the pressure off you to go, boom, I'm going to go it. And I'm sure these guys would be thinking the same thing. You know what's actually interesting with these guys, though? You see it in the Ryder Cup. They're all, all very picky about what ball they use. Some of them don't use the same ball. Yeah. It's like, what ball do we use? Because they've got to use the same ball the whole round. Someone's got to give up if they don't play the same ball. And sometimes in the Ryder Cup, that's a big thing on who they play with. Is actually, what golf ball do they use? Do they use the same one or not? That's that's mad, really, isn't it? When you, that's when you use every five. Gosh. Wait, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. A few weeks ago, you were giving me jip about using Bridgestones. Oh, Bridgestones in the river this, Bridgestones in the river that. Firstly, not lost the ball in weeks. Secondly, you're right, I use whatever I've got at the minute. So, um, you, were think, you were trying to really think of a, a good comeback there, weren't you? Boom, yes! It's winter golf, guys. We know, yeah, you know, I know. We're going to lose them expensive we, balls. We, 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 on the um, uh, What's in the Bag golf show on Friday, me and Josh talked about, like, don't use an expensive golf ball. Use Pointless. some... Yeah. yeah. Just go... We're we, we basically on the show, go and check it out. It's on YouTube on my channel under um, the playlist What's in the Bag uh, show lost my words there uh, and it's episode three, three where I we think, talk yeah. about a good um inexpensive alternative to use out on the golf course because do go and check that out there's nothing worse than losing a golf ball no, in the middle of the fairway when it's plugged it's in it's got a million leaves on it yeah so back to the qbe so not only did they win 37 under they set a scoring record to win which was their own record that they broke from two years ago and they're the first team to win the event three times Someone needs to break that team up. I know, yeah. It's getting a bit easy. <laughs> That's ridiculous, isn't it? But, I mean, fair do to me. And, and back to the, the format and the team event, I think, okay, maybe they can't necessarily have these, as many of these on the tour and throughout the year because you can't really say, well, you get this from it, you get this many points, it goes towards the majors or whatever because you're playing as a team. But I think it is good to see. And obviously, something like this, especially because we've not had the Ryder Cup this year, it's really good to watch. Good to see sort of the camaraderie between the players. And personally, I think they need to do as many of them as they can. And like we said last week, it's almost as if, okay, they've obviously done this before, but I think we we'll may see more of this with the talk of that World Golf Championship. I definitely agree. I mean, I don't know if I agree with it being on, but yeah, I definitely agree with it in terms of yeah. excitement. Now, one thing we need to also mention is um, the ladies' US Open. Oh, okay. So that is um, running the 10th to the 14th. So it finishes today? Yeah, finishes today. This being Monday that we are recording this? Yeah, this being Monday that we record. So So I'm going to pick out the only reason I want to mention this. Well, I'm not going to mention it for a few reasons. Um, But there's a Bronte Law... Um, she's tied 19th she's won on tour before she's played two holes and she's level par today she is currently um, seven off the lead but lots, I used to play junior golf with her oh really yeah um, <laughs> another name drop there from Alex cheers no but like I used to hate her I'm not gonna lie I, she sorry. was better than you yeah pretty much she was oh. really good as like she was, I think she took a year younger than me, but she was really, really good. Like, she used to win everything. But, like, bloody hell, Bronte, if you weren't bloody here, I'd be winning. You'd be clearing up. Yeah, be clearing up this well, junior prize money. Give well, me that £100 in the prize shop. Like I say to Matt Fitzpatrick, mate, just be better. Yeah, it, it's a fair point. <laughs> but, um, so she's got Bronte Law, a big um, Brit. She plays mainly out on the, on the LPG Tour. Um, Charlie Hull, she's unfortunately down in 51st, but she's, again, a really good Brit playing out there. Looking favourite to win. Oh, God, how do you pronounce that, Josh? Shibuno? Hate Shibuno. Yeah, and Japanese player. Japanese player and uh, Anderson there in the final group. So, all to watch out for. Strange that it's finishing on Monday, though. Yeah, very strange. I, I, when you said it was finishing today, I was a bit shocked. Yeah, that's why I was looking at reading the notes there, thinking the 14th, turned a bit anxiously, yeah. Mm. But that'll be interesting to see who wins that one. Not a bad prize one for that either. Also, an interesting one here, you need to see Lexi Thompson hit it. Wow. She bombs it. Does she? Yeah, it's like an interesting golf swing. Yeah, mate, way further. Like the, All these will. They're, they're, they're really, really good. They hit, they bomb it. Absolutely bomb it. See, this is something that we've not really touched on. No, I think we should, though. I think we maybe should. So we apologise to any women that are listening we've not spoke about the LPGA Tour or any of the... the I think we should make. Talk. I think we should make a segment on the Tour Trash Talk that we do half and half, half, half ladies, half men. 
Correct. Absolutely right. Well, watch out for that coming in the new year then. We will pick up on... Next week, we'll do a little recap of that event. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because usually, if it finished on a Sunday, we would have all the information for you, but uh, the leaders aren't even out until 2.25. I'm sure that's even local time, so potentially even even later. later on. Yeah. Excellent. I think that wraps everything up for Tour Trash Talk this week. Let's move on to What's Your Beef? Okay. So, bit of a big one for me this week. We've not really seen much of Bryson recently. As he, since the Masters, he's not played. He is not really basically getting involved in anything until the new year. But a stat came out this week. Can we just, sorry, I know I've interrupted you again here. I just need to show you this video. So rude. Are you going to show me the video of Cal Berkshire hitting an 8 iron 300 yards? Yes. Yeah, I've seen it, mate. Have you seen it? Ridiculous. That is a... 300 yard 8 iron. He's, he's a man He's a man mountain. Oh, How? Just... The machine can't even compute the thing. Yeah, he must have knifed the beans off it. No, he doesn't look like he, he does. swung as hard as he can. Yeah. Like, it's impressive. If you've not seen that, go and... It's on his Instagram, Cal Berkshire. It's on his story, though, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it. Oh, it's on now. Bryson's story. Um... Just it's it's Kyle Berkshire who's a long drive champion in what looks like Brighton Simulator hitting an eight iron three hundred yards three hundred yards I hit my driver two night at the weekend uh, on on when we were doing it and he's carried that like ridiculous three hundred two yards one hundred sixty nine point seven miles an hour but like uh, but this is the thing though with with Kyle Berkshire if you look at his um, Instagram he is always doing videos of him playing so not, he's not just stood in the simulator trying to hit as hard as he can yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a handy golfer like out on course because you, you see some obviously, obviously they can all play golf but some of these long drive champions are just about getting big hitting oh, as hard yeah. as they can but he's actually quite a player as well but he hits it a mile obviously an 8 iron I mean let's put it into perspective right I would say if I am 150 out I'll hit an 8 iron yeah. and he's hitting it 300 yards He's getting he's most powerful greens, yeah. Doubling, but obviously, obviously that's not sustainable. He can't do that when he's playing because it's Doesn't maybe not as accurate. Yeah. yeah, of course. But unbelievable. Imagine he won the long drive tour with just an eight iron. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, but lads? It's too easy. Uh, I'm going to use my eight. This thing, they're hitting what 400 yards, mm. really, aren't they? Four, 410 yards on the long drive championship. If he's hitting an eight iron, 300 yards, how far is he hitting a five iron? How far is he hitting a, a, a four iron? Because it's rollout as well. It's not just carry. Yeah. That might be the way to go. Mate, I'd be balling. Sat the driver off. Balling. <laughs> Sorry, I've made us go off piece there. Get back to Bryson because yeah. this is this is, this is is basically what we were preaching this from day dot thing. on the podcast when Josh was oh. slating Matt Fitzpatrick for not being good enough. Well, this week, Matt Fitzpatrick shut Josh up, but also we've got a stat to shut everybody else up. Exactly. So everyone is slating Bryson and I've, like I said, backed him from the start. I think it's Ooh, amazing what Bryson. he's doing. Right? Ooh, but let me just put this, Bryson, let me just put a bit Bryson. of... Are you done? Ooh. <laughs> Let me just put Ooh, a, stop. Let me just put a bit of perspective on this now. So, a stat came out this week with regards to Bryson DeChambeau's putting. Okay, so he made ninety-one point two percent of putts from inside ten feet. Right. Yep. Okay. So just to put that into a different a different way of looking at it. Okay. Out of so there was one thousand. And 42 puts that he took from inside 10 feet, he missed 95 of them. Mate, that's unbelievable. 95 puts out of 1,042. I'm not being funny. Yes, he hits it a mile, right? But no one would be basically talking about him hitting it a mile without... The great yeah. putting. Well, he wouldn't have won the, like you said before. He would not have won the U.S. Open without great putting. Mate, he could hit it a million miles, right? But there would be no discussion if he couldn't, if he wasn't winning events, if he wasn't putting like he's putting. Yeah. And this is the point that I've made earlier in the year. Do you want me to read out his coach's comment? Yeah, one sec. I can name drop again, mate, if you want. I know. As well, did an but interview with him. This is the point that I was putting out earlier in the year: is that yes, he hits it a million miles, but he's still got to get the ball in the hole, like. Yeah. It, yeah, okay. He just gives. He's just getting closer. Yeah. Like, and yes, he is driving greens, but 
I'm not being funny. People need to stop complaining about it. I remember it. you saying, these are the words that you use. If he was, if people were, which is clearly as good at putting, if he was doing with the putter, which he's actually doing this as well, yeah. if he was doing it with the putter as good as he is with the driver, people would be like going, oh my God, he's so good at putting. Yeah. They wouldn't be looking at it saying, he's ruining the game. What, he's ruining the game because he's holding more putts. No one would ever say that. No, they're not. So this is the thing. I think a lot of people that have slated him for what he's done need to take a look at themselves and sort not like apologise, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. need to give him the respect that he obviously deserves because he's not just able to hit the ball a million miles. The guy can put. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, Seriously. so this is what his coach, uh, Mike Sky, um, wrote on Instagram. Put this photo up, so go and do go and check that out. He put, I wonder why this was not the topic of discussion. There are two parts here, the amount of 10-footers and the percentage. I can honestly say for three years he has worked harder on understanding putting and all this nonsense than anyone. From a 140 rank where he is today in putting says, to, says a lot to people that are obsessed with him and how hard he wants to hit it. Exactly. Without, without great putting, he would be, be able to hit it to the moon and back and there would be no discussion at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, just... People just need to. That is my. This has been a beef of mine since we started doing this podcast. But the fact that he's, oh, Brayson. the fact that those stats have come out, yeah. and he's hit those figures, and he's only missed ninety five puts from ten foot. Like, that's a might, joke. That's a joke. Figures. How much? How many of those did the average? So I think like, I don't hundred percent quote me on this, everybody. But strokes gained, which is basically a measure of what your mate percentage is on the PJ Tour. Okay. I think their make percentage, you're expected to half the putts that you hit from seven feet, you half them you're expected to make. And he's and he's made 91.2% from 10 foot. Yeah. I the think guy's a joke. Mate. It's something around seven and a half feet is like a one put, or you're expected to one put it a few times. Yeah. But then 30 foot, if you, outside of 30 feet, if you two, say 33 feet from memory, if you two put, you're gaining like 0.2 of a shot on the field. So you, like, you can understand how good that is. Yeah. Which is why he's won. It's a put- at the end of the day, it's a putting comp on yeah. every tour. Get the ball in, get the ball in the hole. And okay, yeah, the, the fact that not only has he made that many puts, but he's getting where the long drive and when he's got the long drive dialed in comes in handy is you could say it's easier for him to get to 10 foot. Yeah. To hit it 10 foot because he's closer. Yeah. Fair so that's, dues. That's, that's where he gets his advantage. But you've still got to put the ball in the hole and the guy has done it over and over again. But if you look at strokes gain, strokes gain is not a measure of your score. It's a measure of how are you gaining shots on the field. So yeah. they do this for driving. They do this for iron play. They do this for approach play. They do this for chipping. They do this for putting. Yeah. There'll be moments where he's losing shots potentially because he's missing fairways on, on his drives even though he's hitting it long way. But there are moments where he'll be gaining a lot on yeah. the field because his approach play. Yeah. But also he might not be gaining because he might have a lot of shorter shots. And if he hits one or two bad short shots, he's going to then be comparative to the rest of the field who when they have a short shot, may hit it closer. Yeah. It's like he's got more opportunities to hit it closer. He's not going to yeah. hit it close all the time. If you've got one or two opportunities in a round, you've got potential to hit it closer. Yeah. But he's going to hit it closer than someone hitting a seven iron if he's hitting a wedge. So yeah. it's all comparative. It's, and golf is not just hitting it. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it is. It is. I wish it was just hitting it because I might be all right at it. I'm not going to hit it that far, but forget about the putting. Actually, no, I can roll me rock all right. Not quite as good as old Bryceino here, but... You're not bad. You're not bad. But that that's... Everyone that's listened to this knows how much I like his game. Love. How much I love his game and love. how much he... Love. He's changing the game. I think it's great. But the fact that this has come out backs everything up it backs up everything that he's doing and i say more power to you mate keep doing what you're doing keep it here's a question for you josh when tiger first came out and he was bombing it way further than everybody yeah and winning and literally went on that street where he didn't play for a year and was world number one he didn't play for a year and was still world number one he wasn't ruining the game oh no he wasn't ruining the game which i'm all for by the way absolutely yeah but it's the same I, I, i think he gets a bit of a bad press and I don't know why. This thing, I don't know why. Is it, it, no, because fact, the rhetoric at the moment in golf is about distances ruining golf courses. It's not. No, and, and the other thing is, it's because he's different. Yeah. It's because it's something different. Okay, Tiger Woods hit it a long way, right? But Tiger Woods hit it a long way, swinging it like a normal, go- like traditional. a traditional normal golfer. Bryson is taking it to the nth degree, taking it to the extreme, changed his swing, is is so rigid that he, everything is mechanical, everything is scientific, everything is 
mapped out. He's not just a traditional golfer. He's looked at everything. How can I be more efficient? How can I do this? How can I do that? How can I put better? And he has changed the game. And that's what people don't like about it. He's not only hitting it a long way, but he's changing the way that people look at golf. Mm-hmm. And all your, I don't want, I'm not going to say that. All your traditionalists, without picking any individual person or people on, out, do it, pick no, are not liking that. And that's the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I say, like I said before, it's unreal. And the fact that that's, that's come out of that is great. Because it backs up I've said, so fantastic. Um, right. Do you get off your chest now? You feel better? It's off my chest, yeah. I feel a lot better now. Better. Relax. That's been, yeah, it's really <sighs> been like a weight on my shoulders. Yeah, thanks, thanks. He's been very, very uptight today, everybody. He's, he's now feeling happy about it. He's got that off his chest. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Bryson. <laughs> so I've got a massive watch your beef. So if any of you follow me on Instagram, you'd have seen that I posted literally last night about a guy called Andrew Thompson that has literally, for the last six weeks, I guess hurling abuse at me, family and everybody, on uh, YouTube. So if Andrew Thompson, you're listening right now, shut up, mate. Turn off. Turn off. You don't want to watch it. No one's telling you to watch it. exactly. Like, I, obviously, I've done a few bits with with Alex on YouTube. We're doing the show on a Friday. I've filmed all his his content for him. And this is the thing. What what he, this guy is doing. Get emotional at me. Hey, Alex is, Alex isn't really arsed. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it obviously affects him, but why are you commenting? Just don't watch. Just, 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 just turn off, mate. Like, there's no need for it. And this isn't just a beef about golf because it obviously happens to a lot of golf YouTubers. It happens, it happens to, to people everyone. in general. Yeah, it's just not necessary. It's not nice. Like, because the other thing of it is, is as well, is these golf YouTubers, Alex included, are doing it. Okay, yeah, they they make money off it. It's YouTube, of course they do. It's, everyone's it's got a job. Money, haven't they? Everyone's got to make money, but it's doing it to help people. Mm-hmm. They're helping people. And the people aren't paying anything to watch it. Yeah, so it's just unnecessary. Like, and it's, it's, it's all well and good in saying it about you and your tip on whatever you're doing, but it's when he's saying it about your dad and... Yeah, my dad needs to go to the gym, he's fat. and... Sure. Like, yeah, not on. Makes 100%. me think, I, I don't know, I'd like to know, I think, who it is. I'm not going to name him right now, but the certain spelling mistakes that has been made in these correlate to a certain something, that's what I'd say. Yeah, so... And that's even worse then. Yeah, and I just think it's just, just hateful, spiteful. If you've got yeah. nothing else to do, sit behind your keyboard, little warrior. You know, um, Ian, who I talked today, absolute legend, um, used to play rugby, actually. He used to play rugby professionally. Okay. He said he was told this advice. So he was telling me a story of when he, when he was 19, um, there's this guy in the fan forum that was constantly going at him. Constantly slagging going, him. slagging him off, yeah. slagging his family, saying, oh, these, you, you used the word saying, oh, little, little boy... Yeah. And all this, like words that I can't repeat on here. Um, so there was this fan forum night. He literally told me this story this morning. Forum is what you look for. Anyway, <laughs> he went to, went to the evening with them. And Ian stood up and went, who's so-and-so? Use their name, uh, username. And he went there quiet. He said, no, go on, who is it? Come on. And someone stood up and said, oh, he's, he's not here tonight, but I know who it is. Someone had to confront him about it. So Ian confined in this older player. And this older player gave him this advice. Okay. People are like some people. Uh, people are like assholes. Some of them are nice to look at. No, I know. You. Others are full of shit. <laughs> not opinions like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. People are like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the saying is, people are like assholes. Everyone got them, and some are full of shit. No, some of them are nice to look at. He said, and some of them are full of shit. Right, that's what he said. That thought, didn't it, lad? Yeah, it did, didn't it? But anyway, <laughs> I thought it was good advice. No, it is. It is. That's that's the, the way you got to look at it. And like I've spoken about, like since that post went up, like the amount of people that have messaged you. Yeah, mate, it's been unbelievable. Like the support. Like, I, I, is... I didn't put it up to get pity. I put no. it up just to make awareness of people have got feelings. You just can't go off yeah. slagging people off every day. And the fact it wasn't a one-off comment. It's no. the fact that it was the last six months. Yeah, and. Like, and this is the other thing, like, everyone that's watched the What's in the Bag show, like, me and Alex give each other shit all yeah, the time. Yeah, but you're allowed to. But I'm allowed mates, to. Yeah. This is the thing. It's like, banter between yeah. us. I don't even know this person from Adam. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I agree with you. I'm with you on that What's the Beef, mate. I think it's horrendous. But we but move, Andrew, don't we? We move. Andrew Thompson, shut up, mate. Exactly. Do one. I was getting the words of uh, Tom Murray. You're a knob, mate. 
that's nice. Have I told you that story? No. Nope. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm throwing a few stories out he there is. today. Yes, go on, man. I love it. Okay, him. so we were we were somewhere caddying, and I was caddying for Tom. We were at this event, and we were rooming with a guy called Ben Eccles. Really nice guy. Oh, uh, born in England, but he moved to Australia when he was a kid. Okay. But he, so he's an Australian passport now. Sounds Australian. Sounds got a very weird accent now, if I'm honest. From Bolton, but lives in Birmingham. From Bol- uh, Bolton, but, but Bolton, but lives in Australia. That's a big gap, yeah. isn't it? It's a long way. <laughs> so his family moved over there. So we were in this, uh, I think it must have been like Finland or somewhere like that. Or, I don't know, Austria yeah. or something like that. Um, we're in this curry house. Went for a curry. Strange combination, I know. And this guy, <laughs> this guy, this, we were sat, it was, uh, me, uh, Tom sat, uh, Ben sat opposite me and Tom sat to left of me. So table for four, there's a spare seat. So hold on. So you've got, it's like a, that's the start of a joke, this, isn't it? So yeah. there's two English blokes, an English Australian, <laughs> an English Australian in a curry house in Finland. <laughs> Yeah. So we're sat in there. Me and uh, Tom goes to him. Have you got a um, have you have you got this certain curry? And the guy looks at him and just doesn't really understand him. Right. So me and Ben order ours, and Tom just goes, "You are not, mate." And the guy's like, look at him, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He obviously didn't understand the word yeah. in English, but he just literally it was just like, yeah. Yeah. Nodding. Nodding. And Tom's like, yes, are you going to answer it? And he went, you're not, mate. And literally, me and Ben, I was crying at the table, mate. Crying. No, sure. Ben was crying. And then for like the next six months after that, if anybody did anything wrong, you're like, you're, you're not, not, mate. <laughs> but he didn't say it horribly. No. He just was sat there like this. Imagine just sat like looking at his menu and just went, you're not, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the fact that this guy got it wrong three times, yeah. right, about what, what basically... I missed a bit of the story out here. We ordered stuff as well, and the guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." It came. It wasn't right. It came. It wasn't right. So he's not questioning it. He's just nodding. He's just a yeah, yes, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's gone. You were not, yeah. mate. <laughs> this is what we're saying. <laughs> oh my god, I can picture right. it now. I, do you know when you're crying, you can't stop crying. I was gone, gone. Class. Another great story from Alex Elliot. Go. Thank you very much, sir. Right. That's that done. Let's get on to. Peace over. Tour tech took. Oh, God. Oh, you you start, mate. Up. You start, mate. Let's Point. move on to Tech Talk. Okay. So, a couple of little points I want to pick out this week. First thing I want to discuss is, sort of sticking on the Bryson theme, the 48-inch... Hey, you should inch, put this in and watch your beef here, you. No, it's not. This is not a beef. The 48-inch driver. So, I... We talked... like We've, we've looked previously at Phil Mickelson's used one, or using one, a longer driver, and Bryson is t- or was testing one at the Masters. Or I don't know if he used it or not, um, but he was definitely testing one at the Masters anyway. And I want to talk to you guys about what difference, how much difference it actually makes. So let's put this into perspective. So your driver with your little arms has only got forty-four. He's only forty-four and a half inches, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that's that tall average, you know. Is it? Yeah. And mine. So and I think the when mine was my shaft came, it was cut down. My F9 was is between 45 and 46. Which is more like retail average. And so what difference was that extra two inches? And for you, four inches or three and a half inches would that make? Well, you've got to think, right? The guys on tour create a lot of club head speed anyway. Okay. So if you've got a longer shaft on your driver... Um, <laughs> um, you can do that. <laughs> you, you, you'll, you can swing it potentially faster if the head's light because like you think of the modern driver head right now they're really light now Yeah. so you can make the shaft really long and you can swing it a lot faster because the, the length of your lever is a lot longer okay Okay. so that, that that's ultimately why stock drivers now have got longer over the years off the shelf um, because they can lengthen it they can make the head heavier people can swing something that's longer faster than something that's really short yeah that's why for example you swing your sandwich at 70 miles an hour or 65 miles an hour but you swing your driver at 110 150. Exactly. Whatever you swing at. Um, I don't know why I swing like that. You're probably around there, mate, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it, and you've got people who are on tour who use a 44 and a half to 45 inch driver because they don't need that speed, but they want that control. So is that because, they, so they know that realistically, the power that they can produce from that shorter driver, they're going to be long enough anyway. It's long enough, yeah. So they don't need to be yeah. For me, whereas you look at Bryson and Phil Mixon using the 48 inch driver, it's just trying to gain that yeah. advantage of Length. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, I, here's to say though, people may be moving to much longer drivers right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably using that average of when, probably three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, but the, the same theory applies. 
like if you've got something that's longer with a light head, you can hit it a lot further. But it's hard to get that club face put in where it is. Got like it. most people hit the Sundine straight. Yeah. Not a lot of yeah. people hit the driver straight. Yeah. Because it's exactly. longer. So imagine you had it at 48 inches. It makes it should harder. do is test a 50 inch driver. So this is the thing. Is 48 inches the longest that it can be? Is that the... You know what? It probably is. It's probably a reason why it's So that's like the max that yeah, he can, he can probably, max it out. probably a limit to what it is. Because it would make sense because obviously he's not going to... There's got to be a point where it becomes a disadvantage, isn't there? Really? Yeah. It you becomes stood, too long. Stood, if you stood seven yards away from the ball, trying to hit it. Like yeah. those trick shot guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like 45 yards long. <laughs> you, you got no chance. What but. it is, crowd, you just got to duck your head down <laughs> as I'm swinging back and then you can stand up on the back of the downswing and then you on the front left there stuck on the way through, right? <laughs> But it's it's interesting to see if many guys will follow this route. I think from and this is again going back to Bryson, he's so technical. He's obviously looked at it and thought that's going to give me that little bit more of that edge. Mm. Or he's already got the edge, but it's going to give me that last little tipping point to get to as far as I can possibly hit it. The one thing I'd say is if it starts working for him, he's done all the research over, but he's like been the guinea pig for most people. That's the thing, isn't people it? People may follow suit, and yeah. people who you may not think of as well. Yeah. People will look at it and think, well, yeah. I didn't think Phil Mickelson would do it. But he's obviously looked at him for... Yeah, he's always it. been a little bit... He, he used a mini driver for a while because he can't hit a driver for Toffee, the boy. Yeah, but he's obviously... Wild. Looked, like, the other, the, he may have gone the other end of it now and thought, well, I'm getting a little bit older. I want to eke out that little bit further. Yeah. This is how I do it. You know what's crazy? He's playing Champions Tour soon. He's just going to clean up. Yeah. Well, he's already played some yeah, events, hasn't he? Yeah, like, clean up. He, what, he's saying that the Champions Tour is very strong, but... As long as he gets on that tee and activates the caps, that's what he says, doesn't he? And step on one. I think he's taking the piss out of Tiger. Definitely. Definitely <laughs> is. But, Activate the glutes. But he's, I think, it'd be very interesting, like you said, if we could get hold of a longer shaft and to try it out. Yeah. Like, when we're down at the, at the range trying to get fastest ball speed and long distance, like even yesterday, we were yeah. all gripping the cover right at the end, like, still a big wide stance. Like That I'd range session went to shit, didn't it? It really did. It just went shit. to a bloody free-for-all, didn't it? Yeah, just the... What, got, did you, what did you describe it as? A, a, a cock off. Yeah. Just basically, who can hit it the furthest and the hardest? Like, and okay, that's, we're all having a bit of fun, but I'd be really intrigued to see, like, because we've got the, the shorter end in your driver, I'd be intrigued to see the difference between yours, mine, and then if we can get our hands on a longer one. Yeah. Definitely. You have to do, you have to come up with a test where it was a combination of, you got points for distance. Yeah. So if you got it over a certain distance, you got the same points if you were shorter but straighter yeah yeah. because if you no 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 you, know, you get more points so you could be in the semi for example yep. but 30 yards further up would be the same points as the fairway 30 yards further back yeah because if you're hitting it 30 yards further up but only in the semi yeah you'd rather be 30, far, 30 yards further up but in the semi yeah definitely definitely so watch this space if we can get all the one watch we'll, in the bag space watch we the will, space we will Sorry, definitely do that. that one that's horrendous yeah right all right <laughs> Let's move on to something that is a little bit different from a tech to point of view. Well, it's still tech, isn't it? It's still tech. We are still talking still clubs. And there's talk that Tiger Woods is going to look at the clubs in his bag and maybe change them. See, I thought he was paid by Taylor May, but maybe he's not. Well, this is the thing. And this sort of goes back to something that we discussed briefly previously in the free agency on clubs. Mm. So we've talked about Brooks Koepka in the past who basically doesn't have a club sponsor. No. And what I think, again, the the article and stuff that I've read about it is these players have got Tiger to thank for that. Yeah. And the reason for that is, previously, people and players would go to a manufacturer because it's guaranteed money for them. Yeah. Because they can go and they can get sponsored for clubs and they pay them to use their clubs. Well, mate, like I, can, I, I know this for a fact. So as soon as you get a European tour card... With TaylorMade, if you go and use their driver, going back three or four years ago, I mean, five years ago, you were offered a £10,000 contract just to go and use straight their driver. Away. Straight away. That's it. They just paid you because they wanted to be the number one driver on tour. Yeah. They would pay people to use it. Now, you might get guys then going, right, think of this, right? You you, you get your card with a Callaway driver, let's say, right? Yeah. You then get your card. Next two weeks later, you're playing Leopard Creek, which is usually the first event of the year when you get your card. You then go there, get fitted for a tailor-made. You've never used it before and go and use tailor-made driver. Now, the thing is, the best piece of advice, remember this guy told Tom this at the time, a guy called Ian Keener, played on tour, was working for ISM at the time and now looks after Ben Ann. He was okay. like to Tom, like, you've got to make the decision. He's actually used tailor-made anyway. Yeah. But guys have got to make a decision. 
are you looking at it for short term to get money or are you wanting to use the best equipment that's going to help you play your best golf? Because yeah. if you play your best golf, that's going to negate any contracts that you would be given. Yeah. You win an event, you've won more than your contract, whatever it would be. That's the thing. And that's what the article that I read said is the players on tour have got Tiger Woods to thank for this because prize money is now through the roof. Yeah. And you don't need to have the financials from playing with certain clubs as a buffer because like you said winning an event or finishing top in an event or top 10 now outweighs the what 150 grand a year that you may get for using just tailor-made clubs well lee westwood seven second second this week at seven hundred thousand pounds. yeah so so instantly it doesn't matter that okay we're talking big figures here. 150 grand is a lot of money just to use some clubs. Correct. But what do they pay you to use in London? Well, don't want to discuss financial. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I can't disclose that on air. I've signed a disclaimer about that. Exactly. But the, I think the point is that I think as well, more players will go down this route. So I've got a list of players here. There's some people in here, by the way, I didn't even think of. Yeah, I that, sort of forgot. I just assumed they used the club, which is great for the manufacturer, by the way. Yeah, well, unbelievable. But there's a list of players here that aren't attached to any club manufacturer, but they all use Titleist. Okay? So Titleist doesn't pay any of the below, but the free exposure... Just the driver, by the way. The driver, yeah. The free exposure that they, they get at that club being in the hands of Fleetwood, Tommy Fleetwood, Patrick Reed, it shows the quality of that product. They're not paying the guys to use it. It's not like they've gone to them and said, we'll give you sweaty grand if you use our driver. No, no, no. These guys are choosing to use this. So Patrick Reed, Tommy Fleetwood, Matt Fitzpatrick, Thomas Peters, Marcus Kinholt, Brandon Grace, um, are just a few of them. But then there's also uh, Paul Casey, Justin Rose on there, Brooks Kepka, obviously. I don't know if he's using Titus at the minute. But the point is... The thing is, they'll chop and change as well. They, yeah, they can, they can they though. Can they can do. afford to do that. Exactly. So okay. they can... They can Find the clubs that work best for them. So they don't need to have Cobra Driver, Cobra Clubs, Cobra Putter. They don't need to have Callaway, Callaway, Callaway. They can have whatever. So they can have tailor-made irons with a bloody Titleist driver. Like, yeah. Why not? They could have an event where they have a driver where it's a little bit of a longer driver, makes them hit it further, but it's not as accurate. The golf course is quite wide and open. Right, I'm going to shove this driver in the bag this week. Okay, a little bit of a narrower, more fiddly golf course. I'm going to shove this driver in this week. I might lose 15 yards, but I know with this driver, I'm going to hit more fairways. Exactly. And this is where Brooks Kepka is sort of like the poster boy for all this because not only is he a free agent and uses whatever clubs he wants, but the guy's won three majors. Yeah. And he's obviously got a truckload of money from that. And then a load of people will go to him. I imagine. Tour, baby. Oh, yeah. Tour, baby. Imagine, oh, yeah. Tour, baby. I imagine a load sure. of people will go to him, i.e. Taylor Made, will have gone to him and said, oh, yeah. come use our clubs. And he's not bothered for it because he knows that if he's winning three majors, yeah, he doesn't need their money. You know what? I'm surprised that why they may have done this already. Maybe looking into this a bit further, why they're not all sound like ball deals. I wonder if they change and chop ball, just use what they want. Well, a lot of them... Well, I know Ricky Fowler uses a tailor-made ball. Yeah, same with Matt Wolf. And then you've got Brighton using Bridgestones. You've got Tiger using Bridgestones. So I'm sure those boys... A lot of them use, ball, they'll yeah. have a ball yeah. deal, won't they? They'll all use the same. And again, that then goes back to them deciding who play whose ball. So there you go. Will If Tiger potentially makes or gets a wild card to the Ryder Cup, I wouldn't be surprised if him and Bryson... Yeah, they get are, on, don't they? Him they and really Bryson are paired together. A, because they get on, but B... Because they share, they use the same ball or a Bridgestone like ball. You, yeah, the Bridgestone ball. Because I imagine Bryson's not going to be a player that, no, no, I'm not using your ball, mate. No. Like the guy puts his balls in Epsom salts to make sure he uses the ones that are totally round. That's just ridiculous, isn't it? Ridiculous, mate. So they all bob. You know, sometimes like if it's not quite round, it won't bob right. Yeah. Make sure they all bob right. I might start doing that. Get that extra advantage. Or what you could do, mate, to stop the hook, you could put the stop dimple the on the other side stop the and it'll hit it straight. Have a, have a day off, lad. That's not it's what not I saw at the driving range last night, mate. Won me an event, though, didn't it? <laughs> it is a fair point. It is a fair point. That is unbelievable. Hats off to you at that. That is mint. Thank you, mate. Um, so I think that wraps it up for this week. It does, sir. That is episode seven. Oh, God. I apologise if that hurt you, Is. No, I'm standing away. Josh gave me some feedback last week because he doesn't want me talking like this into the mic. He said, if you're going to speak loudly, you're going to laugh. I didn't... Go away from it. Hold laugh on. up and away. Ha, I... ha, ha. I didn't give you feedback. I had a couple of people come to me. I didn't want to hear one that. Them, I just said you one, did. One of them being our good mate, Sam Leach, Watching the car. came to me and said that he was 
cooking or something in the kitchen, had it on, had the podcast on the on the old Alexa or Google Play, whatever oh. he's got. Hey Alexa! And... <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna just shaft it off the people watching this. And, uh... Hey Alexa, save this to my favourite worst. <laughs> um, and he said he absolutely papped himself. Alex screams down the microphone, food all over the gap. <laughs> Keeping your edge. Always Keep make you sure you're listening. Toes. Excellent. Well, again, thank you, everyone. We are over 600, 600 downloads now, which is great. What really. a million. What a million. Get us the million. We've got a long way what to go. Way to but go, we? we're going to keep putting these out. Like I said, next week, we've got no golf apart from the Women's US Open to talk about next week. So we're going to pull together some highlights of the year. No doubt between now and then. Well, we're playing on Friday, so we'll have some yeah, choppers we'll of the week some, from we'll that. Have some of that. Um, and again, guys, if you have any choppers of the week, please send them in to howtoruinagoodwalk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Same with you watch the beef as well. Yeah. So next week will be our highlights of the year as well as US Open ladies talk. Yeah. Uh, stuff that we're going to talk about from the last event. And that will be the final one of this year. Then yes. the week off. And then from the first week of January. Golf's we back, are back, baby. Excellent. Thank you, guys. <laughs> back, baby, back. We're back, baby.